the Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within Nation. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we talk about all things health, nutrition, and fitness related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. Hey, and we got a full studio today. We do. We've got a couple guests with us. We have Fernanda, who started Apex Retreat, which is a Thai massage place and all kinds of other things. And we have Dean, who works with her. And for next episode, we also have Pat. Is that right? We have Pat from Alpha Stem, and he's going to be telling us about some really, really cool technology that's helped a lot of people. It's like we have a studio audience today. It's kind of neat. We ought to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. We'll, like giveaways and stuff. We have to serve something, some kind of yeah. beverage. Uh, what, uh, like whiskey? <laughs> Is whiskey okay? A buffet. Yeah. <laughs> a little buffet. <laughs> Good deal. So, Fernanda, uh, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just in general, your background, where you came from. Where do I start? I mean, I've been practicing in holistic medicine in general for about 15 years. Originally, I worked in physical therapy, doing neuromuscular therapy and sports massage. Currently, I co-founded the Apex Retreat with Dean and Apex Retreat Seminars. And we also teach continuing education for other massage therapists and health professionals so they can advance their knowledge and learn uh, more skill sets learn how to save their bodies when doing body work as well. We specialize in doing Thai massage and also aromatherapy. So tell me a little bit about what is Thai massage because I'm kind of ignorant to the whole thing. You want to jump in there? Yeah, sure. So Thai massage, I guess the easiest way to describe it would be assisted yoga. Assisted yoga. Okay, I can picture that. So it's a mat-based body work. It's done on the floor. There's a lot of muscle compression, joint mobilization, stretching. Now, when I do yoga, I'm tired. Like, it's workout. Is this well, like, well, <laughs> you're moving me and I'm just getting to relax and stretch? Exactly. There oh, okay, lies, lies the difference. When you're doing yoga, you're actually you're um, engaging the muscles that you're looking to stretch. When you're with one of us or a Thai massage therapist, you're allowing them to do the work for you. So it's much, it, it's... Passive. Very, yes. Yeah. Do you get like the same effect? Like after you get done doing yoga, you feel like this nice... Yes. Feeling even even, yeah. more, even more so because, uh, as I said, I can get a much deeper stretch into you because you're not engaging the muscles. Plus, it's just a lot more. It's you kind of get lulled into this kind of just relaxed state. Now, now to prep for this episode, I actually went to Apex Retreat and Fernanda uh, took me through a ninety minute session. Uh, and it was amazeballs. Can I say amazeballs? <laughs> cool. It's your show. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've done a lot of different types of massage all over the place, and it was a completely different experience. And you were asking, was it like a workout? No, I, I fell asleep a couple times. It was fantastic. The deepest stretch I've ever had. And, and there's sometimes she was barely putting any pressure. And this was the strange thing to me because I've gone for like really deep tissue sports massage and I felt like they were just moving skin around. I didn't feel like anything was being accomplished. But even with the lightest pressure, because I guess the background with Eastern medicine, is that right? With meridians of myofascia, which is we talked about with our last guest, Alvin, yeah. Alvin about you know this anatomy trains text and where Graston technique comes from. Well, it's actually been around for thousands of years and just adapted to, to more chiropractic type stuff. But even with the lightest touch, 
Uh, like of my calf, I felt like hip release and like my face was tingling. It was crazy. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a full body approach. So no matter when people come in, we can definitely focus on areas of concern, but it is a full body approach and it's not just stretching. So that's what you see a lot in magazines, all the fancy acrobatic looking stretching, but it's also deep tissue mobilization, deep compressions, releasing fascia. It's very slow. A lot of the movements help to relax the nervous system and also open up uh, areas that are stuck in the body, joints that are locked up. Well, so see, that, that's mm-hmm. half that's half the battle right there to getting the muscles to release and getting the most out of it is you have to release the mind as well right because the body does what the body does what the mind does so if you're anxious and you're holding on to that your body is holding on to it and ready to go yeah and that's where you know we'll talk about this a whole bunch on the next episode but you actually had a device called alpha stem and we'll plug that in the show notes. And I don't know a ton about it, but I did try this out. And it basically looks like almost like a TENS unit, but I don't think it is TENS. It's a brainwave, uh, alpha brainwave, I'm assuming in the name. And what it helped me to do, my thoughts didn't go away, but I was able to just observe them. And I wasn't anxious about them. And so it brought down the anxiety and I was able to just relax. Uh, It was very neat, like a meditative state. And my understanding is, is I know it's FDA approved. I know it's very effective and preferred for soldiers with PTSD. And there's even an alpha stim M unit, which not only the brain waves, but also physical pain it helps with. But it was really neat to blend that during that massage. Cause a lot of times I pay all this money for a massage and I'm like, Oh my God, I've got to pay this bill and I'm in this kind of debt. And Uh, The toilet's going to flood again and all kinds of stuff. So, so I was able to just relax, let go and enjoy it. That's really cool. Now, the other thing I want to ask, when we do a stretch, you'd say it wasn't really isolating a specific area. It was more total body. And I think that's where those myofascial meridians come into play. So let's say you're doing something with my calf. What is the goal? Like, are you thinking about everything attached to it or... I like what Dean always says. Uh, what is it that you say? You just move things around. I just, I just, you, you allow the body to lead you where it needs you to be. Exactly. So when you're move, when you, as you move things around, you, you, you put things through the range of motion and you find areas that stick and those where you focus on. So if you focus on that, then that will lead you to another place. And then that will lead you to another place. So you're just following that fascia where mm-hmm. the adhesions yeah. are. You just, uh, and a seasoned therapist will do that. They're not going to follow a routine. So one thing one of my teachers always said, there's a difference between a therapist that does Thai massage, right? Like following a routine that they learned maybe in a class or a Thai massage therapist. Yeah, that I think that's the biggest key difference. Every time I've ever gone to get a massage, it was very close to the exact same order, pattern, steps, regardless of what was going on with me. Yeah, I noticed that too. They always ask you, is there a certain area you'd like us to work on? You say something and you get the same massage. The same crap every time. (laughs) I mean, it feels good. It's nice. It's relaxing. But you were all kinds of places, throwing your shoulder and do just crazy stuff in all these different directions. I was stretched in a way I've never been stretched before. That was pretty neat. Do you guys ask that question when people come in? Is there a certain area that's bugging you or... I just asked them, like, open-ended, like, how are you feeling today? Because it changes day to day. It changes hour to hour. I am, a lot of our clients come very regularly. And the same way they showed up, you know, today would be different than last week. So I just asked them, how are you feeling? Any areas that you feel need extra attention today? 
and it's the, the even the stretches even the stretches that we do the they're not exactly the same every time you come in mm-hmm. we may do you may do a similar stretch but there's variations depending on what your body's telling me yeah, because there are times where she say, well, your hips are still really, really tight. Let's go back and work on this area. And go, okay, now they're starting to open up. So it wasn't just 30 seconds here, count 10 Mississippi on this part. It was actually, was she was guided by what my body was doing, which is pretty neat. It's a great assessing tool. Um, sometimes where we feel pain is not exactly, you know, in the area. <laughs> or it, never. <laughs> it's, it's where you're feeling your pain is never your issue. It's always something else down the line. And that just happens to be the weakest link. Yeah. Now, what made you decide to go into Thai massage? So I'll start. I was practicing massage therapy for six years, working in a very busy physical therapy setting. Sometimes I would see eight to 10 patients per hour and it's very brutal. So the lifespan of a massage therapist, if some of you don't know, is 80% don't last more than five to seven years. And I was already close to that mark. And I started receiving Thai massage from my instructor from college who had his private practice. And it really helped me so much that I took a training and the way it's practiced is actually helps to save the body of the therapist. And not only that, my patients in physical therapy were receiving long lasting results longer than anything I've done before. So I just wanted to dive in deeper and been uh, practicing Thai specifically for the past 10 years now. That's crazy that 80% of people in massage therapy jobs don't last more than five to seven years. That means you almost always get a person who's new. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. and it's because of body mechanics. They're mm. overstretching. A lot of therapists rely on your tools. And you're putting a lot of pressure on a very delicate, your thumbs are, your, your hands are, but when you break them down, these joints are very, they're small, they're very delicate, but you're constantly pre- doing pressure. So you end up with carpal tunnel, you end up blowing out thumbs, you end up blowing out elbows because you put yourself in bad positions every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I loved is the, their philosophy on giving body work is that it should be also good for the practitioner, not just the receiver. Yeah. And then the way they teach massage, in my opinion, and out here in the West, is really not good for the therapist. You know, they blow out their thumbs. They end up with carpal tunnel, with tendonitis, with all kinds of wear and tear on their body. And what's really nice, because I also teach Thai massage and Dean as well. What's really great is when it's like anti-aging, I call it for the massage therapist, because as, as you see students coming to these trainings, it's like they start reversing, you know, all of those areas, their bodies actually start healing because they changed the way they practiced. Is that why you look 22? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and, and Dean, I'd peg you for 33. Yeah, try 60. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so in, in doing in doing the mad based body work, you're crawling all over. So you're you, I'm using feet, I'm using knees, I'm using elbows, I'm using other parts of my, I'm using my entire body instead of just stressing out certain areas. Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier that you have a Thai massage and course or a school. Well, so talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, we teach. We, we teach, we're certified by the uh, North Carolina Board to teach certain classes. We submit a curriculum, they approve it, and then we can teach. I personally teach um, a Thai chair massage. Now, are these classes for somebody else to, to become certified to do what you do? or? So, yeah, the, we have a variety of workshops. The umbrella is actually called Apex Retreat Seminars, and it's a, a, actually approved school by the National Board of Massage. So it's nationwide, and we're also approved in Florida, Georgia, and here in North Carolina. 
one of the classes, uh, like Dean, he teaches Thai chair massage. I teach aromatherapy. We have a variety of workshops and a few other instructors that work with us. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, can we take a, a little sidetrack here and talk about uh, aromatherapy? So that's something I don't know a lot about the science of. I know when I smell lavender, chamomile, and eucalyptus, I'm super relaxed, but I don't know why. Uh, can you tell us what's going on? So that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love, it, it's also, it's kind of like a hobby of mine that I also do for work. I really enjoy. So people ask me all the time, what is aromatherapy? Because it's not candles that you buy off the shelves. Can I like sniff a chalupa from Taco Bell and be <laughs> relaxed? So be, I don't know about that. You'd be surprised at what the, what the certain smells can stimulate mm-hmm. in the brain. You associate, you associate sounds, you associate smells, you associate taste with experiences that you've had in your lifetime. Yeah. And now what's going on with certain scents and, and when you make these mixtures and things like what are you trying to accomplish and, and how does it work? I'm always interested in this. How does it work? So first That's of all, the Western part of me, I just want to know why. Yeah. So first of all, what is it, right? There are aromatic essences. They're extracted from plants. Only about 10% of plants actually produce essential oils. And essential oils, they're usually steam distilled or cold pressed. So like with citrus expression, steam distillation, similar to how alcohol is distilled. And they're extremely concentrated. And by smelling these different aromas, they actually trigger responses in our brain. Um, they trigger that, that part of our brain called our limbic system, which is responsible for memories, emotions, impulses, neurotransmitters. I mean, it's a whole nother world. But... Uh, aromatherapists, what they would do is actually customize a formula for a person, right? So they work in two ways, emotionally and also physically, right? Applying things to our skin, right? You've ever used Tiger Balm or Vicks VapoRub, although that's not technically considered aromatherapy, but they are full of essential oils that have those therapeutic properties to help with inflammation, with pain, with spasms. So that's how they work on a physical level. Yeah. So, so it, it's specific to each person? You can, actually. Or are there just scents that it works on everybody? Because when I think of, like, triggering scents, mm-hmm. there's some things that come to my mind. Like, when my dad would first light a cigarette, that first smell of before it smelled like tobacco, but when it was, like, the filter and just that first smell, that, I love that smell because it reminds me of my dad. The rest of the cigarette smells like garbage. But, like, when, <laughs> when somebody first lights the cigarette, that first smell... And then my other thing is like with essential oils, and I wanted to ask you like about applying them, is my mom swore up and down that if she rubbed this one kind of essential oil on the bottom of my dad's feet, he would stop snoring. And I thought she was kind of full of it until it was over there one day and he was snoring like crazy and she like snuck up on him and put this stuff on his feet and it no kind of worked. I don't know. There's many, there's many different methods of application. It's very individual. Yeah. I have... Lots of stories. I had a client that hated roses because even the smell of rose, you know, whereas most of us would consider it like a more romantic smell because she had bad childhood memories with roses. She lived in a country where in Eastern Europe and they used to actually make them pick rose bushes after school and the thorns. So it just triggered bad memories. It could it could be so individual. So it is tied to experience and mm-hmm. something with the limbic system is also causing, does it affect neurotransmitters or, or, and that's, that's why, well. why it can help with pain. That's just really interesting. So it releases, or maybe it helps you recall memories. What else does it do? Like what does it, what kind of stuff does it do to your body? 
Well, there's been many studies on oils that help relieve anxiety, such as bergamot, also to help to stimulate the mind, more mental clarity. They've done tests on students uh, taking exams and uh, diffusing rosemary, for example. Some of them stimulate the nervous system, some sedate the nervous system. So uh, some help with the sinuses and are antiviral. Now, I know there's something to it because major corporations have tacked on to this. Mm -hmm. Lifetime Fitness has their own scent that they want everybody to experience when they walk in the door. It's especially formulated. They're the only people in the world. When you walk into Lifetime Fitness, any single one, it's the same scent. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to get you ready to trigger, to associate certain feelings with walking in there. Walmart, I just noticed this because I went to three different ones. I'm like, man, why does it smell so strongly of rosemary? I don't know why they're doing it and, and how that helps with sales, but I, but I know I've been to three different Walmarts in different counties, and they all smell like rosemary at the entrance. Interesting. I, so just, they, wa- I just watched an episode of Shark Tank recently, and they were pitching the scent of money. Like, they distilled the scent oh, of yeah. money, and they wanted to pump it into businesses that wanted to be successful for people yeah. that associated the smell of money with success. But see, you've, that's it. They've already, Lifetime Fitness has already imprinted themselves mm-hmm. in your brain right. mm-hmm. by doing so. And Walmart is, is the same. And rosemary is a, you know, it's very calming, very relaxing. So when you smell that and you think of them and you put yourself in that, yeah. maybe I'll buy more because I'm more <laughs> relaxed and I'm not as angry. Or just show up. Yeah. yeah. Smells can really transport you back to a different place. If I can tell you a quick story. When I first started tampering with aromatherapy, I bought a bottle of rosewood essential oil. And I had my dad smell it, and he just stood there for a moment. And I can tell it wasn't just that it smelled good. Like, it triggered a memory. And basically, he told me the story when he was a kid and all of my aunts and uncles. My grandfather used to play the Spanish guitar, and it just he remembered that because they used to stick their noses in the bass, and it just triggered a pleasant memory. So it can be different for everybody. That makes sense. Now, going back to kind of your personal stories, you could decide to do a lot of things with your life. Is there any specific incident or something that made you say, I want to do some form of massage or some sort of therapy? Have you gone through anything, some kind of injury, anything like that? Not really. I've been in customer service for most of my life. I started working in a bakery when I was 13. I did restaurant work and ended up owning my own pizza shop for, for a number of years. But the pace, the hours, I mean, just even if even if you love what you do, if you do it long enough, it does get wearing. And so I was looking for something that was a little more slower paced, a little more one on one. And I, to be honest with you, I was literally driving down the street when I first moved down here, 2009. And I heard a commercial for Miller Mott over here when they were still open and pulled over, made a phone call and. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was 48 when I went back, when I went back to get my license, when I went to get my license, and I was very apprehensive about going back to school at 48. I mean, I was, I was, I was closer to retirement than anything else. But once I got in and started doing it, it just, it just blew my mind. And I just dove in and it was, I was off and running. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you, Fernanda? This is all I know how to do. I've been doing it all my life. I grew up in a very holistic environment since we were kids. Whenever one of us got sick, my parents or grandparents would prepare herbal teas and homeopathics, or we would use like liniments topically for pain. So it's all I knew. So it just felt natural for me. Kind of like Dean, I drove by a school and I took a tour and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do, you know, and, cool. but it's, it's all I've done. <laughs> That's awesome. So how long have you guys been in business? Four years. Oh, wow. 
pretty well established. That's awesome. Yeah, Fernanda and I started out in a chiropractor chiropractor's um, practice. We were we were sharing a room at first. We'd, we'd off days, and then when he retired, we actually took over the building and brought on a few more therapists. And from there, we found a nicer location and moved there. And, uh, yeah, it's been growing since. Yeah. Can you guys share a couple anecdotes of really amazing things that happen with clients as a result of, of using your services? One of my favorite comments is I worked on, we're partners with a, a chiropractic associate, Dr. Creech. One of his receptionists sent her mother over to me. And I did a 90-minute session. And when we got done, she kind of looked at me and she said, I hope you don't think this is rude. But she goes, there were times in there, she goes, I didn't even realize you were in the room. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I go, I go, that is the best compliment I have ever had. Yeah. When I can do my work and you don't even know I'm there doing it. I mean, yeah. I, that's the apex for me. Yeah. My wife says that to me all the time. <laughs> No. I don't think it's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, same contact, different direction. Yeah. How about you, Fernanda? I mean, just I can't really, there's so many examples, but a lot of times when a client will send me a text message saying that they can do something they couldn't do before, that's great. It's life-changing. They can play with their kids and start exercising again, maybe due to an injury. I do a lot of post-op work, so it's really nice to see that progress, especially with Thai work. You can really see it. And you, they, they get very emotional when you mm-hmm. take that pain away. When you're in pain constantly, I mean, it, it wears on you emotionally. It wears on you mentally. You, you start to become someone that you don't even recognize anymore because your entire focus is on your discomfort, your pain. And when you can reach in and you can take that away over a period of sessions, nothing happens overnight. But when you can do that to, to, and get them to the point where they're actually able to get back into their lives and actually enjoy themselves, the transformation is just is phenomenal. Hey, that's the magic word, right? Right, Joe? Transformation? Transformation that, yeah. That's the whole premise of the show. <laughs> so, so somebody who this could be really good for, if you are dealing with some sort of chronic pain, especially back pain, that's pretty common. You know, I don't know that I've ever worked with a client that didn't at some point have just this hellacious experience with back pain. So, so this could be something if they've tried other methods and they're not really getting the permanent relief without surgeries and drugs and things like that, then they should really be looking at, at this type of modality. Yeah. Well, I mean, the definition of insanity, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over, expecting yes. yeah, expecting results. different results. So, I mean, you could come in, you can go into, you know, any massage place, get a very good massage and feel better when you're done. But if they allow you to walk out and go back to doing exactly what you were doing before that put you into this position, mm-hmm. then at the end of the month, you're going to be right back there and they're going to be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's great for business because they're guaranteed to see you once a month. Right. It doesn't do you any good because they're not, they're not educating you on how to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's something I really appreciated. After my massage, after my paid time was over, uh, Fernanda, you spent about 10 minutes teaching me to stretch my psoas. Yeah. Uh, and which, Sorry, go ahead. I feel it's really important to let people know that it's not just coming to see me once a month for every week. It's what you do in between those visits. You got to take care of yourself. You know, you're only going to see your therapist so many times. So every day, that's what counts. Yeah. Is there a difference between I've gone get a massage before and then the next day I'm sore? 
Like something happened, I don't know, they well, they you, squeezed me in a certain way that pushed out some soreness, or I don't know. <laughs> but the next day, I feel like I worked out really hard or something, and I just went and got a massage. What's what's the next day feel like after a Thai massage? It's it's kind of, it's very different because with cable work, you're working specific muscles. So they're getting in there and they're really working that muscle. And essentially, much like when you're, when you're, when you're bulking up, when you're building muscle, you tear muscle and it repairs and it becomes, becomes bigger. So when you're doing table work, you're getting into specific muscles. You're actually doing a little muscle damage, soft tissue damage to get that to repair and become, become stronger. So yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be a little sore so a lot of times afterwards, but with the time size, you're working muscle groups. So the work isn't, the work isn't really as aggressive. So it's more, it's a more slower paced. It's more elongation. It's working the groups instead of specific muscles. And you're working the fascia. So that's why you have longer lasting results. It's our connective tissue. It's our webbing in our body. You said you had featured someone specifically talking about this in a previous podcast. Yeah, yeah it was, it's definitely different. And like I was saying, there are times where, you know, I didn't feel like that super deep tissue massage that leads you sore, but I felt this incredible stretch and it just didn't make sense. I guess it has a lot to do with that fascia. And just as a reminder to our listeners, you have your bones and then you have your muscles on top of that. Fascia is like a casing that, that or a webbing that covers all that. Think of like a sausage casing that keeps it all together and it's all connected. So if one part of the fascia is adhered in one part of the body, it can travel to almost anywhere in your body. I mean, there are kind of specific meridians or, or trains, as anatomy trains refers to, that you can trace back to, which is why you started at my feet. And, and you went up and up and up and, until you found where the adhesion stopped. Yeah, we're looking for sticky adhesions, and we're literally unwinding. We're opening up areas that are stuck and compressed. What, is it, what does a sticky adhesion feel like? <laughs> limited range of motion well it's it's when you it's when you so if you were to try and swing your arm in a in a full range of motion you get to a certain point and all of a sudden you go oh that didn't feel right and you have to you have to physically adjust to go around that area oh okay yeah Neat stuff. What is the, most people that come in and visit you, what is the first thing they say is why they came in to visit you? Is it to deal with pain? Is it be, to relax? A lot of times in my experience, and Dean can jump in on this, is um, people that have been everywhere else and they're like, I need to try something different. They've seen the videos, they, they've heard maybe about Thai massage somewhere else, and there's not a lot of us in the area. So they're like, it's time I try something different. So people with like maybe like people with microfibroma. What's that? How do you say that? Fibro. Fibro. Microfibroma. We're leaving that in. <laughs> but that one, it seems like there's not a great. There are people. Those people with that specific issue seem to have tried everything. Well, and and it it all depends on what triggers your mm-hmm. what triggers. It's it's nerve based, so there's different triggers for different people. It could be hormonal, it could be seasonal, it could be the you know the pressure in the air, it could be the chemical content in the foods you the food you eat. It it all depends on what your triggers are. Is there a is there a frequency that you suggest to people to get the maximum experience out of Thai massage? I always say don't wait more than four weeks because that's when our body starts reverting back. Uh, we have clients that come in more regularly, weekly, bi-weekly. It all depends on the individual and what's going on. If it's an athlete that's in training season, they tend to come a lot more often. If it's someone that maybe just had a surgery a couple months ago, then they might come a little bit more often until they're ready for maintenance. And maintenance is very important because 
we maintain our vehicles, right? But our most important vehicle, our body, we got to also do maintenance for that, whether it's exercise, body work, nutrition, drinking water. Yeah, and, and it depends on your, your diligence, what you're doing between sessions. Mm-hmm. So what, what we really try and do is figuring out what you're doing in your day-to-day that is putting you in this position. Say you're, sit- say you're sitting for extended periods. You're going to experience a lot of lower back issues. You're going right. to experience hip issues because you're folded in position, whereas your back is always overstretched and the front part of your body is always contracted. So it can have a corrective nature to it. Like I look at my kids and like everybody's kids, they got that text neck. You heard mm-hmm. of that? Shoulders hunched and always mm-hmm. looking at the phone. And, um, you know, I'm nervous as a parent that my kids and everybody else's kids at 35 are going to have hunchbacks that we didn't see until people were in their 90s. With good reason. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. Now, one of the things I always like to ask guests on this show is, first of all, what are some daily habits that you guys have in your own personal lives that keep you healthy, that keep you in the right frame of mind to be able to do your perform the service you do without anxiety and stress? What are some of the management maintenance things that you guys do for your own lives? Go ahead. (laughs) We're looking at each other. (laughs) There's a lot of things. I really believe there's not one pill that fixes everything. But as as a body worker, it's extremely important to receive body work, whereas a lot of them don't, unfortunately. So it's really important to receive the work so you can receive the same benefits that you're also providing for clients. But I also know that when I get body work, I give great sessions. If I don't take care of, of myself, it's going to reflect also in my sessions. Exercising, stretching, staying hydrated, eating healthy, all of those things do come together. And just meditating and, you know, not being, not being afraid to have conversations with yourself. I constantly meditate and I kind of go through, I just quickly run through my day and situations that I've, that I've incurred in my day. And, you know, how could I handle that better? What did I, what did I do? Why did that, why did that situation really stress me out? Yeah. You know, and you, and you can come to terms, you, if you come to terms with that, then it really helps to reduce the anxiety that you do have. And when you do face these situations, like, okay, look, I know I'm going to react like this, so I can either deal with this or I can walk away from it. And you learn, you learn tricks to just to do that. I walk a lot, and my time out there is my time in my head. I put my headphones on, I go for a walk, and I just go through my day-to-day. I go through my life and just figuring out how I can, why, just, why things bother me, why some things don't bother me, what can I do to really kind of alleviate a lot of the unnecessary stress that I acquire through the day. Yeah, so stress management is, is really, really important for, for all aspects of health, right? Cause, Always. Because uh, if you're stressed, that can drive your eating behaviors too, comfort foods, things like that. Well, it, can trigger, it can trigger the release of cortisol. I mean, just trigger the release of a lot of, a lot of unwanted hormones that your body thinks that you need because you're in this heightened state of you know, distress. Which have a, a one-to-one ratio that affect eating behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, if it's hormonally driven, ghrelin and leptin, Levels are off. Ghrelin tells you you're hungry. Leptin tells you you're full. They get all out of whack. You can have spikes and crashes in insulin. We talked about on the fat episode about how that can lead to PCOS, testosterone issues, and all kinds of other Inflammation. things. Inflammation. Yeah. And this is all based on uh, neglecting to manage our stress and anxiety. And meditation is one of the most effective and most 
been around for a long time for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's free and it doesn't have any side effects. None. <laughs> so, which is pretty cool. Awesome. It does require time, which a lot of people are just not for some reason or another, just not willing to dedicate. <laughs> it could be 60 seconds of mm-hmm. deep breaths. It doesn't have to be much. And in the car is a good time for, for like for me uh, to do stuff like that. How about you, Joe? I mean, my meditation practice, I think when I do in the morning, it can be as little as 10 minutes, right? And 10 minutes can feel like a really long time when you're meditating. But it does feel it's a discipline like anything else, you know? If you if you get out of the habit, it's tougher to get back into the habit. But then when you if you meditate from a place of stress, I don't know, it doesn't work well for me. It's like trying to catch up. Like I need to med- I'm stressed out. I need to meditate. It's more of a preventative thing, I think, than like a reactive thing in my That's life. That's a good point because I think once you're already stressed, now you're just aggravated and you're like, this isn't working. Yeah. I remember once we were on vacation and uh, we were waiting in line or something, and my wife looked over and she's like, "Are you meditating?" I said, "Yeah, I feel like it's a little late though. I'm working on it." <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, that's how that's how I survived our trip to Thailand, because we were 15 hours in a plane, oh, and man. I I gave her the aisle seat up both ways there and back, which put me in the center seat for 15 hours, and the only way I could keep from really going nuts over the claustrophobia was just to close it all out, close my eyes, and just go somewhere else. <laughs> now, my wife just bought one of those Oculus Rift headsets. She'd been wanting one for what a long time. That? It's a VR thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you put it on, and it just kind of puts you in a whole other space. Mm-hmm. And there's a meditation app in there. It's oh, crazy. Because you can be in a really stressful situation. You put this on, and you're like in a field, and there's a river over here. And, you know, it sounds really nice. Wow. If you could be on a plane, and it would feel like you're in this spacious, big, huge thing. It's crazy. That's neat. Yeah. Now, I randomly have things pop into my head. I, I thought of a question. Do you guys have like your own special blend of aromatherapy blend and, and what's in it like, he, for you personally? I have many. He has one that he always uses. I can <laughs> smell it down the hall. Uh, it's a combination. I like, I, I have a combination of uh, cinnamon, ginger, cinnamon, spearmint, and a little eucalyptus. Yeah. And for me, that just, it just, it smells clean. Yeah. And it just, it, it cleans the air and it just, when you walk in, it just, it's, it just puts me into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know mine is lavender, eucalyptus and mint. That's, but that's very common. I don't think there's anything special about it, but I like it. And then how about you, Fernanda? I, it depends on the day. <laughs> really. Yeah. It depends on the day for attention, headache, maybe some lavender, chamomile and peppermint I use on a roll on. But it really depends. Yeah. How about like pepperoni and cheese? Is that? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's the, that's oh, that the is, I think you guys are hungry. The, you keep talking about food. That, the, that used to ooze out of my pores. <laughs> <laughs> Probably literally. So why did you guys end up going to Thailand? Was it business or pleasure? It Both. was a study abroad. We got inv- studied with a teacher here. She's based out. The school's based out in Asheville. And it was just the next step to get some more advanced training. But there was also some things to do in between, a little bit of... Well, here's just Thailand immerse, is awesome. Just immerse in the culture, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was absolutely awesome. And it's funny because you, you get there and the life is hectic. You see a lot of people on the streets and you, you've, seen, you've seen vision, you've seen uh, scenes on TV of, of the traffic and... and it's going, a lot of motorcycles, right? Yes, and, it, and, it's, and it's all going so quickly, but it's just, it has an entirely different feel to it. It's, it's almost, it's graceful. It's flowing. It just feels so much different than the harsh 
craziness that you see a lot of times in the bigger cities. And what are some of the cultural differences in Thailand specific to health, wellness, even meditation and, and stretching practices that's just second nature to them as a culture that, that we would really have to work for here in America? One thing I love is everybody removes their shoes before entering a home or a spa. I love the foot washing. That's something I've been wanting to implement in the Apex Retreat as well. They are very uh, The cleanliness is it really stood out to me. That, see, that's funny. So for me, it's like I feel uh, more comfortable just leaving my shoes on and not worrying about it. And so like I never take my shoes off in my house like until I'm like ready for bed, and even with carpet. I won't, I won't, I won't walk in the door with my shoes on. You bring stuff yeah. in, in my, from outside? Even or? when I go to somebody else's house, it's yeah. the no, first thing I do. No, if I go to somebody else, I'll take them off. Yeah. Because I know everybody's different. But for me, like, I'm more relaxed if I don't have to worry about it. And if I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't ruin the carpet, then, then that stresses That's me funny. out. I know, like, when I used to have to wear nice clothes to work often, there was some kind of mental release when I got to take off the dress pants at the end of the day. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. the same about shoes. Like, the day's over, time to relax. Like, when you take your shoes off... I feel it like is, it's, it's it's like mentally fair. saying work is over now. Yeah. So for me, it's a whole different thing than what you're ex- experiencing. Maybe I have some sort of weird high strungness that <laughs> makes me prefer them. I don't know. Well, for me, even when even when I do do table work, when I do do a table massage, uh, the first thing I do when I walk into the room is kick my shoes off. I just feel more grounded once once I'm in bare feet and it's touching and I'm touching the ground. No, I do like the ground. So we've done an episode kind of touching on grounding too, but because we always have this synthetic rubber sole, we never have that negatively charged relaxation and actually literally anti-inflammation property of of the feet making contact with earth and the ground. So I I think there's a lot to that. So maybe my preference to have them is just this go, go, go westernized setting that I've grew up in. So, but I do feel amazing walking in the grass barefoot because of that grounding effect. We do have a barefoot policy at the apex retreat, by the way. So everyone must leave their shoes at the entrance. (laughs) We actually have a cubby for that now. (laughs) We have little, we have little slippers that you can put on if you don't want, if you don't, if you don't want to go barefoot or if you don't have socks, we do have little, little washable slippers that you can put on the very paper thing. Were you guys impacted by COVID-19? I was closed down for three weeks. The government actually gave my uh, business permission to reopen earlier. I've been pretty much back to normal. I see the small, same group of clients over and over again. I haven't been accepting new clients for a while now because I've been staying busy in my practice, but not not so much. Like, I know it has other therapists. Yeah, with me, being a little older, I kind of shied away from a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So I I was shut down for about two and a half months. Wow. And that that actually did very that weared on me mentally. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible because I find the older I get, the less social I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I I love people one on one. As a group, I'm kind of kind of shy away. Yeah, that's that's funny. Now, the last thing I always ask guests: if somebody wants to make a positive change in their life, and whatever direction. Maybe let's make it specific to health and wellness. What are the top three things you would tell them to start doing that they're not or to change? First, your diet, exercise, and commitment. Yeah. It's one thing to say, I want to do, say, I want to do things and you do it sporadically here and there, but I, to get the, to get the full effect, you really have to commit. One of my favorite questions from clients is, well, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, well, that depends. If you're going from point A to point B, are you going to get there quicker in a car, walking, or crawling on your back? 
Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with everything Dean said. Also receiving body work regularly. It's so important. What we're putting in our mouths, are we moving our bodies, right? A body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, absolutely. In the Anatomy Trains book, I know I keep bringing this thing up, the very first chapter, they talk about all the intracellular fluid and stuff. And there's this fluid matrix of stuff that when you don't move, it literally becomes more and more and more viscous. Mm -hmm. And you do literally lose that mobility. It is use it or lose it. So that's the science-based version of the stuff that Thailand's known for thousands of years without maybe even necessarily knowing about that intracellular. But now we can see with the microscope what's actually happening and why it is move it or lose it. And they're actually in the International School of Massage in Thailand. They're teaching anatomy trains now. So yeah, that's it's just an amazing text. I don't understand anything past the intro. But does I, that principle have anything to do with the fact that we were really bendy when we were little? <laughs> Maybe, and then I as we know. get older, we're a lot less bendy. <laughs> May? I'm not sure. Oh, it is, it is without a doubt. I mean, because you get, as you go through your day to day, you get into certain movement patterns and you stay with, you have a tendency yeah. of staying within those patterns. Yeah. Right. Because I don't think, you know, chairs were always a thing. And you look at a baby and they can do squat, ass to grass, no problem. <laughs> and I have clients that have been trying to do it for years. <laughs> My wife, she used to, when she was a kid, used to be able to like touch her feet to the back of her head. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, she thought she could do it like uh, a couple of years ago. And it was just a really funny moment. She's like, am I doing it? And the feet were like this far off. It was like, <laughs> no, not quite. No, nope, not quite. <laughs> Look at me. Look what I can do. <laughs> now, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you guys, how would they find you? You can, uh, the easiest way would be to visit the website, www.apexretreat.com. And there are other practitioners as well and other Thai massage therapists. And yeah. I'm like, Dean, I believe I'm not everyone's therapist and you have to find the right fit. And if you have any questions, you can always call and we'll help you find the therapist that's right for you and what you need. That is fantastic. What's yep. the number one reason somebody should come try a Thai massage? Oh boy! Just to try a time, try a time massage. You've never had one to before. Fr- you have just, to just to ex- just to experience just to experience the the movement. And as I said, you may you may like it, you may hate it, you may you may, you may love it. I have clients that will not go back to the table. Not and I have clients that go, eh, it's all right, but I like I like table work, and that's fine. But uh, I I sh- I highly suggest that you know you come in and experience it and see what it does for you. Yeah. And I don't think they're all meant this. I don't think all Thai massage is the same. You got to find a good one. Because uh, I do remember when I was in California, I was in San Francisco, and I went to some massage. I think it was Thai massage. And there was a lady standing on my back. And I was like, oh, God, that hurts. And she went, ha ha, you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And, and I don't think that was quite the same thing. I mean, it's just, so, like, any, just like any type of massage. It wasn't a massage parlor at all. That was just so completely different. <laughs> this is a true story. This happened. Just like any type of massage, it can vary on the therapist. Me and Dean trade with, um, trained with the same instructors, and our Thai massage is completely different. And even in, even in Thailand, there's, there's variations between Southern Thai and Northern mm-hmm. Thai. Southern Thai is 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 a lot quicker. It's a little. It's it's more aggressive. Acupressure. And, and it's more sen. It's more acupressure. More sen line oriented. The in Thailand, the meridians are sen, are called sen lines. So they they aggressively go. They aggressively work the sen lines. Whereas Northern Thai is is again that what you experienced that more relaxed the flow flow of uh, and moving the body and just getting everything to just unwind and and release and slower yeah. deep compressions yeah this is like probably one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had it was fantastic 
So we're just about out of time. I really want to thank you guys for coming on, sharing about the service you provide. I could certainly vouch for it. I, I made sure to do it before before we started the show, and, and I'm sure glad I did. So you guys listening, uh, especially if you're local, and if you're not local, try and find a, a good Thai massage therapist and, and experience the benefits. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Have you ever felt like you were just throwing weights around like an idiot at the gym, hoping to see some results? Or after weeks or months of working out, notice that the scale just isn't moving? You wouldn't cook without a recipe. So why would you train or start a weight loss program like the Swedish chef randomly throwing ingredients into a pot? You need a sustainable plan that's science-based and attainable. Fire Within has worked with thousands of clients and helped them reach their goals. So visit firewithinnf.com today. Get yourself the free ebook, read the testimonials, and choose a service that works for you. Choose from services like one-on-one nutrition coaching, one-on-one personal training, and more. Again, that's firewithinnf.com. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, uh, go check us out at firewithinnf.com. You can subscribe to our newsletters and make sure you never miss an episode or any other content. Also, be sure to follow us on social media.